Welcome to the Restore More podcast, where real women share real stories of what God has done in their lives and in their marriages. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Sit back and enjoy the show. Okay, welcome. We're so excited to have Audrey here today on our show. She is going to be talking to us today about fertility struggles and miscarriage and how it can affect your marriage. So please uh, welcome Audrey to the show. How are you today, Audrey? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here and talk with you guys today. Oh, great. Well, we're so excited to have you here. Now, you are a blogger, yes, correct? I'm a blogger. I'm a food blogger. Um, and my website is oh, twopinkpeonies.com. It's like the flower peonies. Um, and I have like tons of yummy mm-hmm. recipes. And I also have some uh, preschool kids activities and crafts on my site. Oh, wonderful. Well, we're going to we're going to share a link to that. Um, so you guys can look for that. Anybody who's listening and wants to check out Audrey's food blog, I'm sure you're going to want to take advantage of that and use our link. And um, we will share that with you guys. So today we're going to be talking, like I said, about some fertility issues and miscarriage and some of the things that Audrey's gone through. So she's going to be sharing um, kind of some of those hard topics that unfortunately affect a lot of women, but yet it's still not always talked about that much. And so today we wanted to kind of shed some light on that and um, share a little bit about the things that Audrey has gone through and maybe some, maybe um, just touch other women who have been experiencing something similar. So, okay, Audrey, so you're married now. How long have you been married today? Five years now. And a lot has happened in the past five years. And um, I know we're going to chat more about, you know, infertility and miscarriage. Um, But man, during the past five years, me and my husband have been through a lot. We moved from Houston to Canada for my husband's job. And then we moved back from Canada um, to the Houston area. And then we had two kids under two during those, you know, first five years of marriage. So it's been a wild ride so far. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Moving in general and having a child in general is a big thing. So to do more than once and have more than one kid, that's a lot. Um, So now you originally, when you guys got married, you decided eventually, okay, it's time to start a family. How long had you been married when you decided that you would hope to have so a baby? So we started right away because um, my husband and I, I mean, we're, we were a little bit older. Um, I was uh, 29 at the time and my husband's a few years older than me. Mm. So, you know, we wanted to start as soon as we got married, um, you know, just because of our age and we right. didn't want to wait too long. So now what was your kind of journey like when you were hoping to get pregnant and it wasn't happening? What was, what was it like at that time of your life, you know, for yourself, but also in your marriage, what were some of the things that you guys were dealing with? Well, you know, the immediate words that come to mind when you ask that question, um, when I think of my struggle to get pregnant, I felt unworthy. um, And I just felt like, Mm -hmm. would I, would I ever get pregnant? Um, you know, what was happening. There's a lot of not knowing. And then the not knowing is also very stressful. 
And I think for like a lot of women, you know, I think, you know, as, as we've grown up, you know, like sex ed in high school and all this stuff, you know, they, you're just, you think that she'll get pregnant right away. And that's not always how our, our bodies work. Um, and for me, it was shocking, you know, that like right away I wasn't pregnant. Um, and you know, I think that's just a misconception that, you know, a lot of women have that it'll just happen right away. And then you have these feelings of, you know, what's wrong with me? Why isn't it happening? Um, And then, you know, I kind of took it to like an obsessive level where like, you know, I'm like tracking my, my dates and I'm doing this and taking pregnancy tests and it started to become a big stress on my marriage. And it it really impacted my self-esteem because, um, you know, the obsession to get pregnant isn't healthy for a marriage. You know, it's not, it's not healthy you know, in general Mm -hmm. to be obsessed with anything. Um, and it just like, it impacted my, my life in so many ways. I, I just didn't know if or when it would happen. And at the time I didn't know if I should take a new job or stay at the job I had. Um, I, I was thinking about going back to school, but I didn't know, um, if I could handle school and a new baby at the same time. And then I still wasn't getting pregnant. So I just felt like so stuck during that time in my life and just Every time I'd get that negative pregnancy test, it was just so hard. I felt like it ruined my whole month. You know, the entire month was ruined because it was another month I'd have to wait to see if I would get pregnant. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you're right. It's for I think a lot of people, you know, women would agree that you do feel stuck. You're kind of in this position where it's like, you don't really want to plan for the future. Like you said, thinking about going back to school or changing your job or whatever it might be, you kind of don't want to make plans because everything is sort of dependent on if you're going to be pregnant, if you're going to have a baby. Um, And so, yeah, I can definitely understand why that would feel like very frustrating and just kind of like you said too, you know, every month you're dealing with this letdown of, you know, a negative pregnancy test another month. Yeah. Like you're saying, it's like another month that it didn't happen. So then it's kind of like, well, now this whole month is, you know, ruined because we didn't get what we were hoping for. So this went on for, for quite a while for you, right? This went on for several months. It went on for about eight months. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, and unfortunately I think so many women can, can relate to that, you know, and experience that, that, just time and that period of waiting and waiting. So what was going on, you know, in your marriage during this time? Was it, did you find that it was a little bit difficult between you and your husband or were you guys supportive with each other or, you know, like how was it impacting your relationship with each other? You know, I'm really blessed because my husband was really, um, he is so supportive the whole time. And we also started to look at other options, um, you know, would we adopt, um, would that be something that we do? And my husband, um, he was adopted by his stepdad. So it wasn't like a, like, you know, like a full adoption, but, you know, adoption had been like a theme in his life. And so he was, he was always very Mm -hmm. supportive if we had to go down that, that route. Um, And, you know, I, I can go into that later, but um, he was supportive of like, you know, is this something we're going to do you know, are we going to have to adopt or, you know, should we keep trying? What should we do? And he was just very supportive. And then I also, you know, I just, I tried to lean on God a lot in that time and just ask him, 
what do you want me to do with my life? Like I had always felt like I was meant to be a mother. Like I always wanted to have children. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I always wanted to get married and have children and, you know, um, that's, you know, we don't know what God wants for us. We think we know. And I just tried to, in that time, you know, just speak to God and be like, what is it that you want for me in my life? You know, maybe, maybe that's not it, but God, I just, I feel so led to do this. You know, I felt like I really was meant to be a mother God. And if that's not right, you know, you're going to have to give me a change of heart. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, I know a lot of other women who have gone through similar situations and yeah, same thing. And that's a, that's a very difficult prayer to pray, right? Because so many times it's like, we want certain things and we feel like those are things that, you know, God wants us to do, but then to actually pray like, okay, Lord, if this isn't what you want, then remove that desire from me. That's, that's a prayer that takes a lot of faith to pray. And I think that, you know, I mean, I give you a lot of um, credit for even being able to pray that because I know a lot of other women who were not able to let go of that, you know, desire to have children. And were like, it was like, they really couldn't even bring themselves to say that prayer, you know? So that's a very, very difficult place to get to. And I would say, you know, a place that takes a lot of great faith to come to. Um, but as time went on, you did get pregnant, yeah, correct? So I was able to get pregnant. Um, but then, uh, unfortunately, the, the first pregnancy, I had a pretty uh, traumatic experience with my, my miscarriage. <laughs> my husband uh, had an international business trip to England, and he was going to be away for six weeks. And mm during that time, you know, we had been trying and I had also been under a lot of stress. My, my job was very stressful. Um, and also like planning, we Mm. had a wedding and I, I found like planning the wedding to be very stressful. And we had a lot of family drama, um, which I'm sure like a lot of people have, you know, drama, you know, with weddings just bring out drama and families for some reason. And so like due to the stress, I had lost a lot of weight and I hadn't been having like a regular period, which probably, you know, contributed to our, you know, difficulties in conceiving. Um, But while my husband was gone, I was trying to be better about not taking a million pregnancy tests because I was, you know, I was like testing, you know, twice a day or, you know, like, you know, not waiting for my missed period and, and that sort of thing. Um, But I, I was trying to be better about testing and not going crazy and not being obsessive because it was, you know, it was too much. And I I realized it was too much. Um, And at the same time, while my husband was gone, I was starting a brand new job. It was my second day on the job. Um, And, you know, I had, I had to do a lot of different things to get ready for my new job. And I was like, you know, I should take a test. And so I did. um, And I was pregnant. And I couldn't even tell my husband because of the time difference. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. I I had to to wait to, to talk to him. And then unfortunately, like I, I just started, I started bleeding and I didn't know what was happening. I called my doctor's office and, um, they told me to go to the emergency room and, all this, you know, it's my second day at my new job. (laughs) And so I had, I had to go to the emergency room. I was able to call my husband, but I mean, he wasn't able to be there with me. 
And then um, he he was six um, hours ahead, I think was the time difference. And he was also on like a really demanding project at the time. So he, he was really working hard. Um, so I had to go to the emergency room. And then at the ER, it was more uncertainty because um, they said that there was there is a chance after they did the ultrasound that I could still, um, you know, that the bleeding could stop and I could still, you know, end up being pregnant and still carrying the pregnancy and everything. Um, but they didn't know. And the doctor said, it's probably a 75%, 80% chance that you'll miscarry. Um, so I ended up missing my second day of work at the new job. I'm, you know, in a lot of physical pain. Uh, and, you know, like I'd been poked and prodded at the ER. And I was just like so upset, worried, and stressed. And it was just more not knowing. Oh, my goodness. Of of all the timing for, you know, for all of that to happen for one, what a roller coaster ride, right? First of all, finding out that you're pregnant. And then right as you're starting this new job, your husband's away. You can't even tell him. And then the next thing you know, you're miscarrying and you're going through all that. Oh, my goodness. Like, I can't even imagine what you must have been going through at that time. I mean, oh, it just it just sounds like it was awful. So then when your husband came back home, I mean, he already knew you had miscarried. But then when he came back home, what was the what was the relationship like between the two of you? How were you you know, how are you both dealing with that loss? You know, after all these months of trying to get pregnant, you find out you're pregnant and then the miscarriage happens, this painful situation um, and this trauma that you went through um, with losing your baby. Um, what was it like between the two of you? How are you both handling so, that? Obviously I didn't handle it very well. Um, also like at the time, my, my job, mm -hmm. um, I worked, um, the building I worked to was connected to a hospital and so I would also see pregnant women and women with their newborn babies being like wheeled out because we were um, on the same side of the building as the labor and delivery unit. So let me just tell you, I was a, a mess. Like I, I had never cried so much in my life. Um, yeah. I couldn't avoid seeing the pregnant women because like I worked on the 28th floor and there was elevators. So, I mean, I can't walk up, you know, 28 flights of stairs. Um, and so I, I was oh, a mess. I had yeah. thought about even like quitting my job because it was being, I couldn't avoid these women and I, you know, being at the, the hospital and, you know, seeing like women have, you know, being wheeled out with their babies. When I went into work, it was a lot for me. I knew that, that I had to do something either like, you know, I didn't want to quit my job because of this, you know, because of what I was going through, but I was having such a hard time. Um, I ended up finding a good Christian therapist who helped me. Um, my husband was also very supportive mm. at the time. He was so loving and he was so kind. Um, you know, I think that while he was gone, you know, when I had to go through the miscarriage alone, um, I really learned how to lean on mm -hmm. God because, you know, your spouse is your special gift from God. You know, God gives you this person in your life. This is who God wants you to be with. And, you know, it's great. It, your, your spouse and your children, if you have children, they're your special gifts from God. But at the same time, God doesn't want that relationship right. to turn into something, you know, more than your relationship with him. So I leaned a lot on God. 
um, you know, my husband, he was just so supportive and kind and he was hurting too. Just, you know, just because I'm the one that was my body going through all of this, it didn't mean that he wasn't sad. I mean, we both cried and I I remember him just, you know, it's like a feeling of helplessness and, and we both felt it, you know, because when I told him, you know, whenever this was happening to me, he wasn't able to be there, you know, for me, we could barely talk on the phone because of the time difference and because, right. you know, his, his job at the time. Oh. And it, we just both felt helpless at the time. And we, we had to lean on each other and I had to learn how to lean on him a lot. Um, I'm, I was used to just, physically being able to do everything. Well, it's absolutely wonderful that you had a really supportive spouse. Um, I think you also made a really good point that God was also teaching you to lean on him because as wonderful as your husband sounds, I mean, he can never take the place of God, right? And, And support you and love you the way that God can. So I think that the fact you were able to learn that lesson is huge. But also then, you know, to also have this gift from God in a Christian loving spouse who is going to support you and be there for you through this hard time. But also, I love what you said, too, that it's really important. And I think we as a society need to remember is that it hurts dads, too. You know, we think of when a woman has a miscarriage, obviously, it's it's a trauma to her body. It's a you know, it's a trauma her body goes through a lot, but also losing this child is the trauma and it's, it's affecting the dads too, you know? And I think that a lot of times we kind of forget that to feel sorry for the dads or to pray for the dads as well, because we don't always focus on how it affects men. And I think because we also expect men to be, you know, like not cry over things and to be stronger and to be, you know, Um, that, you know, it really, we have to keep that in mind when we're dealing with a friend or a family member, a loved one, whatever, who is going through this, or even if it's some, you know, your own self going through it, you as a couple going through it, um, that it's not just as a woman, it's not just you who has gone through this loss, but your husband too, and to keep that in mind and, you know, to really um, keep him in prayer through it. And I think that, you know, it's really wonderful that you were able to do that and be there for him too. As time went on, you had sort of like a turning point and you had a very special trip. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, in the months after all that happened, what was going on in your life and what happened during this trip that you um, went on? was Christmas time and I had, I had started a new job, but um, I had known I was going on this trip. So I had negotiated all the time off I needed because the trip had already been pre-planned and we were taking a trip to Israel. Um, And it was such a good trip for my marriage, you know, like after all that, you know, after the stress of starting a new job and starting a job off like that, I mean, who wants to start off a new job and have to call your boss the second day telling them you're in the hospital and then, you know, it was, it was very hard physically and I was trying to learn the job and, you know, dealing Uh. with this own personal stuff going on. Um, but we were able to go to Israel and I was able, you know, to get away from work because I was able to go to Jerusalem, um, which, you know, it was amazing to be where, where Jesus was. And we visited the Western wall, which a lot of people call the wailing wall, but, um, I was told that they prefer that it's called the Western wall, but you've may have, may have heard of it as the wailing wall. Um, so, so this is the yeah, place, I have um, yeah. where you leave a note 
a handwritten note in the wall and someone prays over it. Um, I was told that uh, there's a rabbi and a pastor and there's like just all kinds of people just pray over it. Um, you know, as a Christian, you know, you know, it's not important to me. You know, I want, you know, a Christian prayer, but, you know, that's just how it works there. Um, but it's such an important place, right. um, you know, for people. It, I, it's, it's a really emotional, beautiful place when people visit it. Um, but I was able to leave a note in the wall and, mm. and my note said, you know, I just asked that, you know, if it was the Lord's will that I have a child, may it be done. And if not, if he could give me the strength to accept it, um, if that was not his will for my life. And I left the note in the wall um, and it gave me a lot of peace, you know, because I, I was having such a hard time and just not knowing if I was ever going to get pregnant or not. It was it was so hard to, to know, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's something you have no control over, really. Um, yeah. So I left the, the note and I, I, I just felt at peace about everything. And it was kind of crazy because in the weeks that we got back, my job ended up moving across the street to a different office. So I no longer had to see the people coming in and out of the hospital, the newborns coming in and out of the hospital. We got a new bigger office space across the street that was separate from the hospital. So I didn't have to worry about that. Mm. And then I found out that I was pregnant. Um, And so to me, it was like a miracle. Um, I just, you know, I, I had, I had wanted this so bad and, you know, I, I had to wait on right. God's timing and what God wanted because, you know, God's timing is always perfect, whether, whether we believe it or not, or whether we trust it or not, you know, we have to wait in God's timing. And isn't it interesting how, you know, God's timing is so rarely the same as our timing, right? Like we have in our head, with anything, with starting a family, with starting a new job, whatever it might be, we have this timeline in our head of what we think our life is going to look like. But then often God's timeline is just totally, totally opposite and very different than what we thought it would be. But you're right. It always is better. And it's always, it always ends up working out according to, um, you know, what is best for us. And, and, when we can't see in our own life what that might be, God always sees it and his time is always perfect. So yeah, wow. And what a what a beautiful um, you know, story of how you had shared that prayer and then, you know, all these new things started happening in your life and then you find out that you're pregnant. So you must have just been so excited and so happy to find out that you're pregnant again. But were you also a little bit like nervous oh just gosh, because of your wreck. past experience? <laughs> I was a, I was a wreck. And yeah. Then yeah, I'm sure. Miscarriage. Um, I had to see uh, like a special doctor, a maternal fetal specialist. Um, but Right. I, I just knew, I just had this sense of peace that everything would be okay. And I just had to trust God and um, everything wow. ended, up, ended up being yeah. okay. And I think, you know, that's another thing that we often miss from like our fertility struggles is that, you know, in the end, I, w- I, you know, I'm now a mom to two beautiful children, but we don't always hear the, the success. We hear about the hurt and it is important to talk about the hurt. 
Um, but yeah. sometimes God gives us amazing gifts and, and God gave me the, you know, an amazing gift of my beautiful children. And I'm so blessed. I'm so lucky. And you have two that are very close together. So with your second one, was it like, were you going through a lot to try to get pregnant again? Or was it just kind of like, God just made it happen? Like, you know, without you even so really thinking that much about it. Through, we weren't thinking that, you know, it would happen so soon. Um, you know, we were, I, I was worried yeah. that if I got pregnant again, that I'd have another miscarriage and, you know, that's just what I thought, but God had another mm -hmm. plan. And I really think, um, you know, maybe it was God's will that my children just be so close in age because they're 15 months apart. So that's, it's pretty challenging, you know, because they're both little mm -hmm. and they're both so close. It's basically like yeah. having two babies or two toddlers or, you know, what have you. Um, but, you know, all it that is. I've gone yeah. through really gave me a different perspective than, you know, I think maybe other people have in their motherhood, you know, because it takes a special kind of person to survive two under two. Um, but God, God maybe gave me all those hard, hard yeah, experiences so that it does, uh, you know, I just have this unique view on motherhood. And, and so I would be able to just face it mm -hmm. with joy and face it with gratitude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have, I have two that are also 15 months apart. My oldest two children are 15 months apart. And yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying. It is a challenge sometimes. And it's, it's wonderful because they have each other and they play together and they have this built in little best friend, but it is also challenging sometimes because they butt heads, they, you know, they want the same toys, they want to do the same thing. So yeah, and I would love to tell you it gets easier, but mine are 10 and 11, and and it, I'm still waiting for it to get easier. But I think that what you said is so true, though, that it all that you went through and all that you had gone through prior to having your children, um, I think really would just impact your attitude and just make you treasure what you have now, right? And enjoy what you have with your children. Because I know for myself, um, I, I've been very fortunate. I didn't have any miscarriages or anything, um, but it did take a little bit of time for me to get pregnant with my first and um, my second kind of came along very quickly, just like you said. And um, I think just that waiting time that I went through having my first one made me just so excited about when my second one came along. It wasn't like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with these two little, little kids? Um, it was just such an exciting time and I was just so happy and, you know, it's, it, it's been nothing but a blessing. I mean, of course there's days that I want to rip my hair out, but it's such a blessing and I would not change it for anything, you know? And I think that, yeah, just going through a period of waiting and having to wait on God's timing, it does, it teaches you and it changes you and it, it can really just change your outlook. And, um, I think that's really neat the way that, you know, you, after all you went through to have your first child, how God just sent that second little gift, right? And um, sent your second baby along. And it was just like this exciting little blessing that, you know, maybe weren't even expecting to happen right away, but what a gift, right? <laughs> um, yeah. Just so neat to see how God, you know, when we honor God and when we, um, when we put it in his hands, you know, our life and our, 
our desires in his hands, that he is faithful to us and he does care for us like, you know, like a good father and he provides for us the way that a loving father does. Um, so just, I just really enjoy hearing your story. And even though there are some very difficult parts to it, just the ending and seeing how God's faithfulness worked in your life, in your family, um, in your marriage. I just think your story is just such an amazing, um, just an amazing journey of what God has done in your life. And I just thank you for sharing that because I think that, like I said in the beginning, um, it's not always something that's talked about, even though it's something that's very common, unfortunately, for women to be dealing with um, infertility and with miscarriages and things like that. But I think that what you said is very true also that um, as much as sometimes people do talk about it, a lot of times it's only the, the negative side that's shared and it's not the, the ending and the, you know, the way that God does provide. Um, and you have such a happy ending. And I just, I really appreciate you sharing that with us today. Um, now, is there any advice or anything that you would like to share with other women who are maybe in that position right now, who are either going through, you know, the difficulty of trying to get pregnant after many months or even sometimes years of not being able to get pregnant? And then if you have any words for a mother who is suffering a miscarriage, who has just, you know, just had a miscarriage or um, going through that hardship of, you know, and pain of going through a miscarriage. Your worth as a woman or as a wife should not depend on your fertility. Um, God chose your husband for you as a special gift, you know, from mm -hmm. him. that doesn't change. Um, you have to keep going because you don't know what, what God's plan is for you. Um, and, and God, you know, we know that Romans eight twenty eight it says, um, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Um, you know, during, during my time, I didn't know if we'd be able to have children or not. Um, it's just a hard time of not knowing um, and waiting. But at the same time, I can't, you know, I'm a child of the one true king. I, that doesn't change who I am as a person, whether if I can have kids or not, you know, I am still special in God's eyes. I am still his child. And that's something that we have to to know and that we don't hear a lot um god doesn't love you and your husband you know he shouldn't love you based on your fertility god should love you just as you are and if you have a biblical marriage that will follow suit um and we just we don't know what what god's will is um and, and that was something something that you know i had to come and i had to accept and god will just meet us where where we are and you know god hears our our he hears us. He wants to be with us. He wants to comfort us when we're suffering. It's really important to, I think, educate other women and to just explain explain our situations and share our stories so that other people who are going through those things 
for one, they know that they're not alone and that they're not the only one, but that they also can have that hope that, you know, okay, God's not going to leave me in this. I'm not going to be alone in this, you know, even in this very difficult situation, God is at work. And like you said, in that verse from Romans, I appreciate you sharing that because it's so true that God is always working those things out for our good, even when it doesn't feel good, right? He's still working all those things out for our good. So wonderful advice. I appreciate you sharing that today and just sharing your story and letting God work in other lives because you're sharing your story and you know how your story is going to touch someone else who is going through that situation. I'm so thankful that you had such a happy ending to your story with now your your little family with your two children and you and your husband are doing well, right? And I just am so thankful that God has worked all those things out in your life and for the example of just God's faithfulness um, that has come to light through your story. So thank you so much for being with us today, Audrey. Um, Like I said, we're going to put links to your blog and hopefully people will check out some of the great recipes and craft ideas you have on there. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out all the links that we mentioned in today's podcast. For more information on marriage coaching, marriage support, and Christian marriage advice, check out RestoreMore.com.